Chapter 4 of Pictures of Jewish Home Life Fifty Years Ago. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Pictures of Jewish Home Life Fifty Years Ago by Hannah Traeger. Chapter 4 The Baking of the Matzahs. Friday evening came round again, and the friends of the Jacob family were comfortably seated in the bright cellar kitchen eagerly waiting to hear another letter read, for old and young were equally interested in hearing details of life in Palestine so many years ago. On coming in with a letter, Mr. Jacob said, "'As preparation for the Passover is not far off, I think it will interest you to hear how it was done in Palestine.' They all agreed, so he began. "'My dear Jacob, please forgive my not having written sooner, but I have really been too busy. We have just had Passover.' I think you will be glad to hear how we prepared for it here. Each family is forced to bake its own matzahs, as none can be bought from abroad. It was no easy matter, I can tell you, especially the baking, and it is a good thing we had strong teeth, as the matzahs are not rolled out thin as in London and are pretty hard to eat. There's a lot of fun attached to making matzahs, but I am thankful the baking comes only once a year. As each family in turn gets the use of the public baking oven, it is necessary to start soon after Purim to prepare the special flour used for matzahs. In every house a room is set apart and thoroughly cleansed for the wheat, which is laid out on large trays. Then during the winter it is examined by the mother and girls to see that no dust be mixed with it, and sometimes neighbors come in and help. All who enter this room must have very clean hands. Even the fingernails must be carefully cleaned, and clean clothes put on, so that there is no chance of any chametz. When enough of the best grains have been selected, they are washed, dried, and then ground into flour. As each family's turn comes round for the use of the bakehouse, those who help always wash very carefully and put on clean overalls. Also, new cooking utensils are always used. Water is carried by a few of the elder men of the family, as the youngsters would not be trusted to carry it without spilling it. Adventures there is great talking among those waiting their turn for the use of the oven, and great teasing and sometimes fighting amongst the boys. Now and then one of the elder men pulls their ears with a vengeance for being shkatsim, as he calls it. Then they keep quiet till he goes away. When our turn came, Millie kneaded the flour while father poured the water on for her. You remember what a strong girl she is, and she did the kneading with such a will that I warned her not to get too hot. No flour dredgers are used. My duty was to roll out the dough, but mother wasn't satisfied with the way I did it, and sent me to put more wood in the oven. When the oven was hot enough I had to sweep all the burnt wood and ashes out to get it nice and clean. Then we started to put the matzahs in, one by one. Oh, it was hot work! I hardly knew what to do it was so hot. Mother came and pushed me aside, saying to herself I was good for nothing. In fact, my dear Jacob, one wants training to stand such heat as one does to be a blacksmith. Mother said that making matzahs teaches us to realize what some of the hardships were that our forefathers went through in Egypt. I hope it will become easier in time, for all the others are quite happy making and baking them, singing at the same time. Well, well, to be a true Jew is a hard matter. As I grow older and get more knowledge and sense, I shall find a pleasure in doing these things. Temptation and Jonathan After a few hours of hard work, all the newly baked matzahs were put in a basket, in which had been laid a clean tablecloth, and, when all had been carefully packed in, they were covered with another white cloth. What I felt most was not being allowed to taste a bit, for it is forbidden till Seder to eat any of the matzahs. 
As I was carrying the basket home, I felt as if the devil was in me, and the temptation was so strong that I undid the cord and took one out. Hearing someone coming up behind me, I slipped it hurriedly into my pocket, and took up the basket and started off again. I heard the footsteps coming closer and closer, until who should come up to me but my best friend, Jonathan. He glared at me and said, "'Oh, you sinner in Israel!' "'Why, what have I done?' I exclaimed. "'I saw you put a matzah in your pocket,' he said. I felt hot all over, for I did not want him to have a bad opinion of me, as we had sworn friendship to each other like Jonathan and David. So I took the matzah out of my pocket, threw it in the gutter, and jumped on it. "'Why have you done that?' he said. "'Because I don't want you to think badly of me.' "'Yet you did not care for what God thought,' he said. "'Don't you know that our rabbis say that a bad thought is just as evil as a bad deed, for if we check a bad thought or wish, it helps us not to put the bad thoughts or wish into action. If we were as anxious to please God as we are to please our friends, and to be as well thought of by him, we should check our bad thoughts before they led us to do bad deeds. He said, too, that he was sorry to see that I cared more for his approval than I did for God's approval. I promised for the future to try to overcome any evil thoughts or wishes that came into my mind so that I should not be so tempted to do wrong. In fact, I would try to check a bad thought in the bud. Then he forgave me, and we parted good friends, for I love him. He is exactly what I think Jonathan must have been to David, and I will write more about him in another letter. When I arrived home, we had to prepare and cleanse the house for Passover. We had to do all the work ourselves, for we could not hire any helpers except, by a stroke of luck, the whitewashers, as they are called. Spring Cleaning All the furniture is put out of doors, not even a pin is left in the house. As everyone does the same, a stranger passing by would think there must be a jumble sale going on. Passover time is usually like lovely English summer weather. As very little water can be got, guess how everything is scrubbed and rubbed. Outside Mayashe Orim there are large holes from which clay has been taken for building purposes, and during the winter rains they get filled with water, and they look nearly as large as ponds. We carried or pushed all the furniture to one of these ponds, took sand moistened with a little water, and rubbed the furniture till it was white and clean. This we have to do three times, such is the rule. If any of the furniture was polished, you can imagine that not much of the polish was left after all this scrubbing and rubbing. We threw into the pond whatever we could, and as it was not deep, we pulled up our trousers and washed those pieces of furniture in the water. Some threw in boards, and we made seesaws and played on them till one of us fell in. It was such fun! Sometimes the furniture got mixed, and it was hard to tell to whom it belonged. Indeed, I never enjoyed myself so much as on this air of Passover, even more than in London when I went to see Sinbad the sailor. There is plenty of fun going on when we are left free, but that is not often, you may be sure. The best fun we had was when someone threw a chair into the pond and sat on it while other boys pushed it along. Somebody else threw in a barrel, and a few of us got on it, and then over we went into the water. Lots of fun. We were not anxious to go home, even for meals when our mothers called us. When we did get home, we found all the walls looking lovely with fresh whitewash. For a few days we were not allowed to go into the house unless we took our outer clothes off to prevent our bringing in some chametz. The weather was beautifully warm, so that we really enjoyed eating our meals out of doors and calling out to other boys as they ate theirs. On the eve before Passover we had the fun of going to the Turkish bath and then to mikvah and help to have all new things tavelt, 
and then the greatest enjoyment was on the day for the preparation of the Seder. The Bonfire Before I stop writing, I must tell you of the bonfire we had on Erev Passover, when over a hundred of us each threw the wooden spoon and remnants of hamets on the lighted fire, and then there was such a blaze for nearly two hours. We caught hold of each other's hands and danced around the bonfire. Oh, it was a grand sight. Now I'm called to go to a bar mitzvah, but will write you again very soon. How I wish you were here with me, Jacob. I wish I was, too, exclaimed Benjamin, who had sat listening quietly whilst the letter was being read. On the faces of several of the elder people there was a faraway look, and sometimes a smile, for the scenes described in the letter brought back memories of their own childhood when the holidays and the preparations for them were similar to those in Palestine. How to Enjoy the Passover in London One of the boy listeners said, I see now why some of us in London do not enjoy the holidays. It is due to our surroundings. Many of us here have to work or go to business whether it is a holiday or not, and so we do not enjoy them in the same spirit as the boys and girls in Palestine, where they are freer to carry out the teaching of our religion. Well, said Benjamin, there is one thing at least I can do, and that is to help my mother to prepare for the Passover in my spare time. And I too, and I too, exclaimed others. Bravo, boys, said Mr. Jacob. Even if you do not enjoy it so much physically, you will do so spiritually, for anyone who tries to help his mother to keep up our fine old customs will be blessed. End of chapter 4